0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto what's up everybody listen i know how you're feeling i don't know how you're feeling maybe you're feeling good maybe you're not feeling so good this is a very emotional time of year for fantasy football players everywhere it's either you're making your way to the championship you might have a chance to make your way to the championship tonight a lot of fantasy players tonight uh, you know with the chargers and colts right you got yeah. austin eckler keenan allen michael williams justin herbert uh michael pittman Zach Moss or Deion Jackson. There's a lot of players left on the slate, um, and I'm sure you'll be de- depending on a bunch of them uh, going into uh, week six, week 17, which is the fantasy championship week. This is our last week uh, of podcast in terms of five days a week. Next week we'll be going to. I haven't actually decided yet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> either two or three got- days a week. I, I don't even know yet, to be honest with you. But we're, we're not going to be putting on a full week uh, of shows for week 18 uh, because at the end of the day, there's going to be so much going on. Like we're hoping that your fantasy championship is done. Yeah. Either already done in week 16, uh, which I know a lot of leagues just forgot to change their settings. And then week 17, uh, which is the, you know, the the championship week for most fantasy football players.
0: Yeah. No, it's going to be a crazy week. You know, we don't know exactly what the schedule is going to be moving forward, but I don't know if people realize it is a lot to go through and do an episode you know every day like we do yeah and then having the same content it, it ends up like putting us through the ringer every single week doing the same thing over and yep. over like we're gonna try and get some good content together for the rest of the off season uh, exactly, obviously week exactly. 18 isn't technically the off season i don't know um i've been in leagues where it goes to week 18 um that was just like this past year but It's no fun when that happens. So we're assuming that you have it set up correctly that you don't have to worry about a championship in Week 18 because there's just so much going on as far as players sitting and all that stuff.
1: Now we will go over. So you know, in so next week on Friday we will go over you know the situations right because there's going to be some teams not playing their starters right. There's going to be a bunch of teams sitting their guys because they got nothing to play for. It's going to be a very tricky week. Uh, We're going to get a lot wrong next week, (laughs) straight (laughs) up. But we'll, we'll we'll do our best to kind of decipher. You know what's going on around the league, and you know make sure that you guys are you know in tune, uh, with you know the best plays going into week 18 in case you need it. Okay, um, so 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 we will be there now. A lot. Uh, this is a very interesting weekend, man. A yeah. lot of overperformers, a lot of underperformance, a lot of studs not coming through. Uh, interesting week. The weather was shitty. We kind of knew you you knew that going in. Uh, Fabian Rodriguez here. Good morning, Faraz and Zach. Y'all got me in the finals with George Kittle scoring 30. No, it was George Kittle. You yeah. got you in the finals, <laughs> man. Two touchdowns. Dude, Brock Purdy's loving him some George Kittle. Um, yeah. So that's awesome, Fabian. Good for you, man. Um, Glad, glad you punched your ticket in. Uh, Sean over here, Moss or Jackson tonight. Uh, he needs a combined 20 points from Keenan Allen and one of these running backs in half PPR. You know, listen, like the whole week, you know, we've been going Moss over Jackson. All the indications have been pointing to Moss being the starter uh, in tonight's game and being the guy on early downs. As long as this game doesn't turn into a, a one with the Chargers just leading the whole way and like, you know, kind of blowing them out a little bit, I think Moss is going to be involved. According to all the reports, Moss is, seems like he's going to be the guy. Especially in half-point PPR, you figure that Moss will get those goal line carriers, uh yeah. if they do end up getting there. So, good matchup probably want to go with the guy who's who's gonna get it done on early downs that's where i'm leaning sean um but yeah man let's let's get into it dude like we have a lot to talk about uh you know from from the you know we're gonna go over all the takeaways from week 16 um you know so that you if you're making your way into week 17 championship weekend you're you're fully prepared um as to you know who to start and and how these situations are looking let's start with atlanta real quick um Tyler Algier, uh, he took a big lead in the Falcons' backfield uh, yeah. this week. 18 carries to Patterson's eight, uh, but also four catches on five targets. 23 opportunities for Algier in this one. Uh, he also led with 59% of snaps to Patterson's 37%, and he led goal line snaps three to one. Um, he had a roll on early downs. He had a roll on passing downs. He had some two-minute snaps, uh, and now he has a great matchup against Arizona this upcoming week.
0: Yeah, I mean, he looked really good. And this is kind of going along the lines of what I I kind of called this. I don't want to you know, pat myself on the back too much, but I'm saying, you know, like Desmond or Tyler Algier, Drake London, kind of leading the youth movement for the Falcons. I think they're just going to see what they have at this point in the players that they drafted, you know, this this season. And it, that's kind of what we saw this week. Tyler Algier outpacing Cordero Patterson. Um, obviously, Patterson's a bit older. You know, we're wondering if, he, you know, he's run out of tread on the tires. But um, in this offense, it looks like Algier is going to be the guy the rest of the way, even though it's like only one, realistically relevant fantasy week left this season every Williams didn't have whole much impact you know he only had three carries he did have two targets you know that kind of um dropped Cordero Patterson's route participation in that a little bit but um it's, it's nothing to worry about you know for Tyler Alger I like Tyler Tyler Alger the rest of the way I think he could be a low-end RB2 next week with some upside like yeah. you said against Arizona definitely definitely
1: uh we talked about Drake London last week right second good game now with Desmond Ritter 27% target share. He caught seven of nine for 96 yards in this one. So now I'm feeling a lot more comfortable playing him next week uh, as a wide receiver three against Arizona now, right? Like it's a good matchup again. Uh, Tom Brady didn't think so, but uh, <laughs> uh, last yeah. night. Uh, but it is a good matchup, you know, for, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that Drake London will be able to do his thing. But now we have a two out of two game sample size with Desmond Ritter. Um, you know, and Drake London has been averaging 10 targets and seven catches, uh, over his last two games with Ritter,
0: yeah. And that's exactly what we were kind of hoping for. You know, we know that Marcus Mariota wasn't looking his way a whole lot, and Drake London had become obsolete at that point. Guys like Demir Bird and uh, Olamid Zakias were getting targets over him. He had some quiet days with Marcus Mariota, but it looks like better days are ahead, not just this season, but even for maybe for next season. Say, should Desmond Ritter start, you know, and be the guy next season, at least for the beginning? of 2023 but uh, what we saw from drake london like you said the targets are definitely there and he's now now reliable i'm not saying he's like an upside guy this isn't something i'm like super excited to put in my lineup but somebody who previously had zero value sitting on your bench you know now he's getting those targets at least he has the opportunity he's a very nice flex play i think next week a wide receiver three i would be a little bit Uh, hesitant to put him in there. If you had that third wide receiver slot, there might be guys with better upside, but we'll see. Uh, He does have the target share going for him. So in a desperate spot, I think you could start him, and he has a little bit of upside because of that target share he's getting. He's got to catch a touchdown one of these times. He's had 23, let's see, 32 targets the last three games that he's played, and he doesn't have any touchdowns. Uh, That could go up.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, given his wingspan and his ability, uh, you know, to to get contested catches, Drake London can definitely do his thing. And, you know, the way I look at it is this, like, you know, if I'm going to rank Michael Pittman as a wide receiver three, I'm going to rank Drake London as a wide receiver three as well. They're getting similar, uh, type of, um, you know, uh, uh, opportunity right now. And I think that, you know, they're going to have similar type of stat lines, uh, you know, you know, moving forward the rest of the way. Um, so yeah, I think I I think I'm cool with Drake London next week against Arizona. I think he'll he'll be in my lineup at least as a flex play. Um, we talked about tempering expectations on J.K. Dobbins, you know, and this is why you know 12 carries for him, 11 carries for Gus Edwards, and Gus Edwards happens to be the one to outperform him in this one. And, we, you know, we knew that this was going to be split down the middle, 50-50. And it's been that the entire time since Dobbins was back. It just so happens that Dobbins couldn't capitalize uh, and be nearly as efficient as he was over the previous two games.
0: Right, yeah, that's been the case, you know, the whole season. I mean, obviously he was efficient uh, the last couple of weeks, but we're not sure how long that could last. You know, he had that low carry count, and that's kind of been, you know, our quip with him but Gus Edwards looked much more efficient yesterday neither of them scored so it looks like both of them are going to have a relatively low upside the Ravens offense just doesn't look good with Lamar yeah. Jackson in it I, I'm looking at the game like even just looking at side of the stats like the record for Baltimore I can't believe they're 10 and 5 <laughs> like it's crazy I, I think they've had some I guess some good matchups these past few weeks or they didn't have to do a whole lot of scoring their defense is playing better as of late but As long as Tyler Huntley or anybody else is a quarterback, it seems like this is pretty much a fantasy wasteland. Um, I I wouldn't trust J.K. Dobbins next week either. We saw this type of performance. We knew this was in the cards. Um, He was overproducing a little bit the past few weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not really excited to start either of these guys, especially with the way that we saw the carry split pretty much 50 50 right down the middle.
1: 100%. They got Pittsburgh next week. You know, the matchup isn't amazing. It's not terrible, but, you know, not something I'm, you know, really like looking forward to starting Jackie Dobbins in my lineup in championship weekend unless you really need a running back.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to
1: your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line um listen i have a hot take here man mark andrews i i think he's a bigger bust than jonathan taylor i really yeah, I think do. so <laughs> mark andrews was being drafted in the second round you know in all drafts right yeah. me personally you know, I was staying away from Mark Andrews this year, and th- honestly, the reason one of the reasons why is because of his splits with Mark. You know, with with uh, with of all people, Tyler Huntley and Lamar Jackson, right? But even with Tyler yeah. Huntley this year, he's still not able to get it done, right? And yeah, he's been you on an ex- the he... extreme cold streak, <laughs> dude. Early on in the year, like you know, he's had some big games, right? He's had one, two, three, four. Big big games in the first six weeks of the season. Yeah. After that, you've been playing him and you really haven't been getting that much. Now, at least Jonathan Taylor, you know, he was able to kind of fill in for you, at least as a as a as a mid RB2, you know, for the most part. I would say. And, you know, I feel like he can kind of get by. Mark Andrews, you know, he got it done for you early in the year, but now when it matters most, you know, he's not coming through. He's not coming through at all. And it's tough because He's had four straight games under 10 PPR points. He sees Pittsburgh next week. Are you looking for another option for Mark Andrews if Lamar Jackson's back?
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, Okay, hang on. If Lamar Jackson's back, I I don't know. If Lamar Jackson comes back, I might roll the dice just one more time just to see what I can get because we know what Mark Andrews can be. And, you know, you talk about if Mark Andrews is bigger bust than Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if that's the case. (laughs) You know, Jonathan Taylor, he was drafted – Pretty much at the one-on-one. I think he was going yeah. um, 50-50 at least between him and Christian McCaffrey at the 101. Obviously, we knew Mark Andrews. You know, he's a tight end. We know what he can be at tight end. He was a difference maker last year. He finished over Travis Kelsey, I think, last, last year. So we thought that, you know, this would be fantastic. You know, Lamar Jackson comes back. He's going to be the only pass catcher outside of Rashad Bateman. You know, targets have to go somewhere. But that hasn't been the case this season. I think that Jonathan Taylor, the way he was drafted, and Mark Andrews, knowing he was a tight end, um, tight ends have much less positional value than running backs. I think at this point, I think it's hard to call him a bigger bust, you know, overall than um, Jonathan Taylor, but definitely for tight ends, you know, he should be scoring more points than he, than he has been, especially by his own standard. Like we saw the past few years. Uh, But these numbers that he's putting up, you know, this is like typical low end tight end one numbers. It's just not what we're used to seeing from Mark Andrews. I think that's why he might feel like a bigger bust than um, he might actually be. But If Lamar Jackson's back, I know it's going to be super tough to trust him in your lineup. There's nobody else, really, that I'm going to say, yeah, you have to start over him. We know what Mark Andrews can be. And the way that the tight ends have been playing this year, it's been so up and down. Uh, If you have Mark Andrews, I would just start him. Because at this point, I don't like a whole lot outside of him. Yeah,
1: no, I hear you. I hear you. But, you know, I'll give you a few tight ends. I might be starting over Mark Andrews next week. Well, yeah. Okay. So, let's see. You know,
0: you you want to go go through them? Evan Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson.
1: Yeah. Yes. Evan yeah. Ingram. Yes. Dalton Schultz. Maybe. Yeah. It's <laughs> <I> th- all <laughs>
0: we'll
1: I, I Dalton Schultz. I think I would. I think George it could... Kittle.
0: Yeah, yes. I think it could be a game on the ground for the Cowboys against the Titans because it's supposed to be cold. <laughs>
1: but yeah. We'll but Tennessee is pretty good against the run, right? Yeah. So maybe not. Uh, Dallas Goddard. Yes. I would. Uh, that's about it. That's about it. Pat, Pat Fryermuth. Maybe. Tyler maybe. Higby after last night's game?
0: Well, Baker Mayfield's maybe. targeting him like crazy. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so That Rams game was here. weird. That's <laughs> we'll, about, see. It's crazy.
1: we'll see. We'll, we'll find out on Thursday when I put those rankings up. And you'll see Mark right. said at number, at number two behind Kelsey. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> all right, let's it's been on. the default. It's no, one no, more it's week re- for us. Let's not shake it out too much. <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: he ends up going off. Yeah. Um, we talked about Devin Singletary and James Cook potentially having a bigger role this week against the Bears, uh, and both basically ended up rushing for 100 yards each. Uh, I, I would not expect that against Cincinnati this upcoming week. You know, I don't really right. want to start either, you know, because the the, the the work is basically split down the middle, or Singletary might get a little bit of a lead there. Uh, if I do start one, I'll, it'll be Singletary. Um but you know not super excited to start either next week they can obviously get in for a fluky touchdown here and there but yeah. you know i wouldn't really depend on it uh one note for next year singletary is set to be a free agent this off season uh so james cook you know he could be the guy next year right he's shown that he can be a legit early down back too um yeah. you know d- despite his size like he's obviously a little bit undersized uh but uh, you know he's been looking good you know, obviously his forte has been in the past game i georgia but now, like, and you know, his yards at the contact, you know, his his well, missed tackle's force hasn't been too high in college, but you know, he's been looking good in the run game in the NFL when he's getting, getting when he's given his opportunities. Uh right. so he could be, you know, some sort of like Tony Pollard light next year potentially. I don't expect him to get like twenty-five touches, twenty touches a game, but he could see fifteen to eighteen touches uh for the Bills offense and be be perfectly fine next year. We'll see if Naheem Hines is involved or not. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know what Naheem Hines contract situation is. I'll take a look at that in a second. But, you know, I think next year, James Cook has a chance to to really be a legit fantasy asset.
0: I, I think that's a good call. You know, we talked about this, I think, a little bit earlier in the season about this when we were talking about these two running backs. You know, Devin Singletary could be on his way out. James Cook could be a value next year. Um, just to, you know, hit on the game quick. But, you know, what we saw just this last week, uh, both of these running backs averaged over eight yards a carry on 12 and 11 carries i'm not expecting that to happen again at all that's you know not really sustainable at this point um it was the bears yeah it was the bears um so that was a good matchup for them but um i'm not expecting that to happen like i said on a week-to-week basis although i'd love to see james cook you know next season get some more touches and just about naeem hines talk about a confusing trade like what that did they trade for him to be their kick returner like that's the only time i've seen him on the field besides that one touchdown he caught last week it was just like one passing snap that he called a touchdown if that's what it was it's just I, I don't understand what the bills traded for him if this is why the bills traded for him if this is how they were going to use him you know i figured he would get passing down snaps And you know james cook might not be as involved but uh that hasn't been the case so it's interesting to see how they've used him um i'm not really factoring him in, in any conversation right now next season unless yeah. they come out and say that yes this is going to be our guy naeem hines is going to be the guy moving forward um, if I'm Naeem Hines, I'm confused why I was traded there too. You know, yeah. it looked like they were planning to use him, and they just haven't. So, especially if you picked him up on the waiver wire, it's been pretty disappointing too from a fantasy perspective.
1: Nahim Hines is uh, they they do have an out in his contract with zero dead cap after this season. So we'll see if he's even on the team this I mean, yeah. after this year. If they do decide to keep him, they're gonna have, they're gonna be five six million dollars in the hole against the cap uh, this year. So, someone to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, Dawson Knox has really been coming on lately. Three straight games with a touchdown, you know, continue to play him as a tight end one next week. Like whenever we see a streak of touchdowns for a tight end, you know, they automatically become a tight end one. That is now yeah. our process <laughs> for taking our best shot at starting a tight end.
0: Right. Yeah. Like we saw that with Jawan Johnson and now it's happening with Dawson Knox. I think that's absolutely correct. This is kind of what you have to rely on. If he's on a hot streak, you just take him, you know, ride that hot hand until you can't because there aren't that many hot hands in the league going around. Consistency has been nowhere. For tight ends, besides Travis Kelsey, everyone else has just been so fluky and all over the place. You can't trust them. So I, I think Dawson Knox. You know the way he's playing, definitely. Um, although I'm not sure in, in this game, Stefan Diggs only had two targets. You know he caught both of them um, for 26 yards. It was it was a rough, rougher weather game. Uh, it's just interesting to see Dawson Knox outpace uh, Stefan Diggs. You know in the passing game.
1: Stephon Diggs has been on a little bit of a cold street since week 14. Uh, a couple uh, of receivers J- have, but Jets- yeah. Jets, Miami, and Chicago. Yeah, I'm sure you're talking about Devontae Adams right now, but Stephon Diggs. (laughs) (laughs) Stephon Diggs over the last three weeks, single digit fantasy points in PPR. Actually, no. Miami he had 10 points. Just over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But still, man. Like not <laughs> not great, you know, this is a guy that you're really trying to depend on. Not a great matchup against Cincinnati next week. But regardless, like he you know, you're still starting him. You know, he could he could come through with a, a monster game and be the overall wide receiver one, right? So so you're right. never thinking about replacing him. But still, it's a little bit disappointing. And you know, if you, you were depending on him this week, it's very possible that you started him and because of him, you, you didn't you weren't able to 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 make it to the next round. Yeah. Speaking of Stefan Diggs, my opponent had him this week. So, <laughs> uh, in our league, the league, the only league that matters. And if all goes well tonight, Zach, I'll be punching my way to our so, fantasy
0: championship. That's going to be pretty crazy. Let's see how this goes. Who do you have? So, he has Gerald Everett tonight? That's it.
1: I'm I know, I'm I'm up by 20, and I still have two players left. Oh. Keenan Allen and... Uh, oh, my God. And, uh, yeah,
0: what are you sweating about? We're going to the fantasy oh, championship, not, baby. Oh, I'm, not, I'm <laughs> not sweating. I'm
1: not sweating at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't be it's, sweating it's, that. We're going to finish the championship, baby. Let's go. Yeah,
0: I I don't. I don't think that we're going to see anything like that unless Justin Herbert exclusively targets, um, Gerald Everett. We're not going to see anything like that. You know, it's funny. We had we we kind of knew who the
1: champ. What we kind of knew going into yesterday who might be in the championship. You know, going up against me. Yeah, but Jalen Waddle came through and had a huge game, and the guy who was down, Rich. He was down in that matchup and Jalen Waddle came through and now he's up by like point two, zero point two yeah, points or it's, something like that. Like it looks like
0: <laughs> point one four points. Yeah. So Insane, just, just dude. four and a half passing yards.
1: <laughs> Insane. <laughs> that's the difference. Insane.
0: It's crazy. Insane. So
1: yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, if he makes it through, it's me and my close buddies. We're gonna go up against each other. Yeah, yeah and you know what you know what's funny about him? That's his first time ever. Playing, fantasy, playing football. fantasy football, yeah. I think everybody, everybody else <laughs> in this league are veterans. I would say fantasy yeah. football veterans. They, you know, we've had some. We have some fantasy football analysts in this. In this, uh, in, we have like four or five fantasy football analysts in this league. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, a couple of close friends or whatever. But and this is a guy I've been trying to get to play fantasy football for a while. Sometimes you know you need that unique perspective, right? Where where you're just like, you know, we overanalyze a lot of yeah. times. <laughs> and then yeah. like and then he you know he comes in like oh this guy's scoring points i'm gonna add him yeah. that's really what it comes down to right and like literally that's how he's made it, it
0: all the way it takes away the inhibition when it comes to waivers <laughs> and stuff like that you right. know, you're know you not worried about how it's gonna go you just pick up the guy on the hot streak sometimes that's how it works and sometimes that's not how it works uh, i think i think it's beginner's luck we've seen this many times yeah um, it happens all the time it like if you play time. march madness too like I, I played march madness last year and i got my sister of all people to play and she won. <laughs> it's <laughs> beginners luck <laughs> you know they, oh, she, she probably picked them based on like the colors of the teams and that's who she wants to win i i couldn't believe it but um that he was has a good... yeah go ahead. he
1: has a good team so yeah. you know i'm i am worried next week he has a really good team so so we'll see how that ends up going uh if i if he beats me in the championship man i'm gonna be I'm going to be sick. I should never have invited him to this league. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> hey, well, you, you, you're, you're in second place at least. So you'll be getting more than, than your money back in this league. Definitely. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I'd be oh, okay with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not okay with that. I'm looking for
1: first place. It's first yeah. place or bust, baby. That's all, right, sick, man. That's all I want. I want that trophy. Uh, we are going to get a perpetual trophy, by the way, that we'll be, we'll be passing around in awesome. our league. So that should be fun. Um, Justin feels uh, he couldn't come through. Yeah. Unfortunately, in this one. Only 11 rushing yards on seven carries. The Bills, you know, it seemed like they were they came prepared, you know, for this game. They didn't allow Fields to get anything going on in the run game, um, and therefore he didn't come through. Like if he's not going to come <laughs> through in the run game, like he's just not going to come through. Period. Uh, especially given the fact that he has no wide receivers. Um, but against Detroit next week, though, if you were able to overcome Justin Fields' performance, if you had some other guys go off, you got to fire Fields up against Detroit. You know, he had 40 yeah. points. Uh, against Detroit, the first time he went up against them in four point pass touchdown scoring.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely, you know, don't worry about this performance, you know, against the Bills in bad weather. I'm not worried about it. You know, he still was efficient in the passing game. You know, he had 119 yards and a touchdown, on 15 and 23 completions. So it wasn't bad in the passing game. It's just a rushing supplement wasn't there. So, Yeah, definitely next week's start against Detroit. We saw what he did the first time, like you said, with those 40 points uh, on the ground. He had that long rushing touchdown, too. I'm not paying too much attention to this as far as a fantasy perspective with Justin Fields. It's his first dud since, I think, like week five or six. You know, (laughs) he's been playing fantastic outside of that. Uh, It was bound to happen, and it was funny because I actually think I said last week on the podcast that he might be due for a quiet game, Um, and it kind of happened this week. So I'm not worried about Justin Fields at all. I figured at some point it was going to happen. Um, definitely next week. Just fire him up like you were last week. He's still, he's still going to be a top five fantasy quarterback, if not maybe top three, you know, against Detroit next week um yeah. for the fantasy championship.
1: And, you know, his his backfield mate, David Montgomery, he played about 66% of snaps with Khalil Herbert back. Um, so he's still in the RB2 conversation next week against the Lions. Um, you know, and we'll get to Chuba Hubbard and those guys, you know, soon. But like, you know, the Lions were super, super stout. You know, against the run. But the good thing is that, you know, David Montgomery is involved in the pass game enough um to where you can play him and he can give you a solid floor regardless. Even if Khalil Herbert gets a few more snaps uh than he did this week, uh you know, than he did this week, uh yeah. in weeks in week seventeen.
0: Yeah, I don't know uh, about Khalil Herbert, really. <laughs> okay, point, oh sure. you're not okay. He he might still come back. You know, I don't think his touches are gonna go up too much more to bite in Dave Montgomery's workload because it's pretty much Justin Fields, Dave Montgomery and then maybe Khalil Herbert can jump in on this offense, but outside of that, there's not not really much I like. I mean, Cole Komet had a quiet game too, so Justin Fields is out of options in the passing game. They're going to have to use the running backs. I think Dave Montgomery is their guy for next week. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey Company.